T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to bring me aboard. Permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's D.A. Welcome inside the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show within the show. The show about the show, where we peel back the curtain and tell you... What's really happening behind the scenes here on the DA? This is PGP number 94. Glad you're with us. Of course, you can download it on its own iTunes feed. That is simply Permission Granted Podcast or PGP on the iTunes, and you'll subscribe for free there. You can get all of them. Also, it's, as always, available on the normal show iTunes feed, the DA Show or DA Show or my full name. You'll be able to find it there. It's always uploaded within the week. And then also it's on Facebook, facebook.com slash the DA show and play.it. I'll just leave that right there. Joining us here on the PGP as always, well, not as always, because last week Mraz was off, is Mraz. Permission aboard. Permission, Greg. No sound effect. How you doing? Zap, zap, zap. I'm good. I'm good. You're back from Toronto, Buffalo. You did a little... Uh, little wedding bachelor party as well? No, I did not do the bachelor party. Oh. Yes, oh. I just did, uh, you know, the wedding was in Buffalo, so the idea is we have so many weddings to go to this summer that we would turn this one, since we were traveling into it, to our summer vacation, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. So we did a little trip across the border to Toronto, did a little Niagara Falls, and into Buffalo, really, because I didn't want to spend four days in Buffalo. What can you do up there? <laughs> right. Toronto, great town. I know loved you love it. it. Oh, you could eat off the floor. So clean. So clean. Uh, everything very centralized. I loved every, pretty much everything about Toronto. Yeah, I love Toronto as well. Now, uh, you didn't like poutine, which I was surprised about. <sighs> not only did I not like. French fries, gravy. Hated. Tried it two different times to, to, to make sure it just wasn't. The, Seems like it's in your wheelhouse. Let me tell you something right now. What is now. it? French fries, gravy, and, and cheese curds. Yes. The cheese curds really get me. They queeze me out. Did not like them. They have cheese curds almost. They eat, Chipotle even puts cheese curds as their cheese. Interesting. Because I went to a Chipotle there. Yes. I don't like the taste of cheese curds. Okay? And if you look. Chipotle's burrito cheese is cheese curds. They're shredded cheese curds. Mm. It was very interesting. Like the squeaky, oily that, cheese. See, and that, exa- I was going to point to, because I even had Danielle look up the definition, because she wasn't into the poutine either. And... Well, we'll isolate that. <laughs> so when it says that, it says like when you it squeaks and uh, well, I'm squeaking. Why what, what do I have cheese that's squeaking? And it's like the stuff before the cheese. I I was not a fan of that taste. The gravy there wasn't like you would pour like brown gravy on a steak or whatever huh. you would have here. It was a little deeper, a little smokier. I didn't like it. And the one I got at Rogers Center, their big specialty item. You know, every stadium has these yeah. crazy things. Was jerk chicken. Poutine. Okay. Okay. Now I've ordered wings a million places in New York, Long Island, and and the jerk chicken is a little spicier. I like it. Their jerk chicken in Toronto is not the jerk chicken we're accustomed to here. Huh. It's more like a chicken curry you would get in an Indian restaurant. Okay. Which I am not a fan of. Does not agree with me. I don't like the taste. I don't like the smell. I am so out on chicken curry. 
So I didn't like that. I didn't like the. Ch- and then you one- don't do ethnic much. Well, I eat Chinese food. I eat pizza. Yeah. Oh, pizza is me- my favorite uh, food. Is Mexican food. Pizza's pizza. Italian. Pizza's ethnic. Okay. It's, it's right. you know, I just that that the Indian food I'm not into. So they're very big on the curry. And I noticed that later I went to St. Lawrence Market the next day and they're very big into the curry and the jerk oh. chicken there too. Okay. So and then when I went back for the poutine at another restaurant mm. the next day, again, don't like the cheese curd taste, don't like the gravy taste. Mm. And I again, I think I would be into that gravy. It's but it's not how you French would. fries, gravy, and cheese. How many nights at a diner after getting hammered have I ordered? They call them disco fries. Disco fries, right? Yeah, it's totally a different scene up there. And I, I wish I liked it. I just did not. Interesting. Uh, quick grade on Anchor Bar wings. Excellent. Have no complaints. However, I would say that you can get very comparable wings in New York. Yeah, you've said this now about barbecue as well, a dinosaur barbecue you in can. Syracuse. Oh, uh, well, I think you can get way better barbecue. I actually think you can get way... I liked it, but you can get way better barbecue down here. I'm not saying you can get way better wings, but they're not to the point where you're going to eat them and go, oh my God, I've never had a wing like this in my life. They're very good. I would absolutely go back, and I love them, but you can get comparable wings down here, I think. Okay. All right. Um... Okay, so that was your trip. You went up there, banged it out. Sky Dome, Rogers Center. Pretty, nothing special about it, but nice. Very, again, like the city, very clean. Uh, so for a stadium that's not necessarily new anymore, uh, it wasn't run down at all. It's very nice. The Air Canada Center I went into, mm. loved it as an arena. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind away. I Actually, I got to give props to the girl working. I probably shouldn't say this. The Air Canada Center obviously is closed now. The season's over. But they have like a you know a team store you could go into sure. right in so we went so they into, have concerts through the summer. Exactly. So we went into the team store. We're looking around. There's nobody in the air camp. We're the only, there's eight people working there. I'm in my, you know, Ranger shirt walking around. And behind the gate, one of the registers is where you would walk in if you were in the arena to that part of the team store. And it was open. So I just, I asked this lady, I threw, I go, hey, any chance I could just take a peek at, you know, the floor? Whatever? I go, we're visiting from out of town. So nice. Wait, because we're the only people in there. Ah, sure. She tells me no pictures, though, because I don't want to get in trouble. Walked right in. We got to see they were taking up the wow. Ra- they were taking up the Raptors floor. Mm-hmm. They were picking that apart. There were people mm-hmm. working on that. But I looked around the arena. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love the Air Canada Center. Mm-hmm. So that that was nice. And Rogers Center, very nice. You tweeted a picture, I think or it was Instagram, of Danielle, your wife, with a mule. It was a donkey. A donkey. Yes. And you put the caption, two asses, one picture. <laughs> yes, I did. And I laughed, and I liked it. And then I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad move because Danielle might have been bent out of shape thinking that I'm calling her an ass. No, no. She was approved of it. Here's the thing with Danielle. You never know. And the thing I get frustrated on, and maybe other people's wives or girlfriends are like this, Danielle loves to take a million pictures. We go anywhere. I'm sitting there. I'm taking the same damn selfie with her over and over again. And you might take 30 pictures that seem exactly the same, but she's... She'll only keep one of them. You know, get rid of, oh, I don't look good here. And they're all the same picture. What do you mean you don't look good there? So she finally got to the point. That was actually at the wedding that day. The wedding was on a big vineyard and farms. Okay, so they had a wedding venue on it. You could walk around and there was like animal areas. She had had enough to drink that she wasn't going to veto any pictures. So she goes, I got to get a picture with this donkey. I took the picture. I put it up without her even knowing. And that was my caption to get back at her. So when she knew the next day and looked at it, and she was okay. She laughed at it. Okay. Yes. Because I, I thought maybe you could have been in the doghouse after that it one. It was even a gamble, but I knew that was the last day of vacation, so what, I was going to have to come back to work anyway. It wouldn't right, much. So. Right, right, right. Uh, we survived here on the show. Barely, from what I hear. 
We survived. No, it wasn't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. No, Ward and uh, Ward and Joe D did a good job. Uh, everything went swimmingly outside of Richard Justice and his temper tantrum. I can't get over this for the life of me. And I'm going to get into this with Joe on side B because I want to get it from Joe's perspective, from a producer's perspective. Yeah. But now i got to ask you from a host perspective. Joe, I guess, gets in your ear and tells you what's going on with your justice. He didn't tell you this in a break, I presume. He told you this as you're talking. Right. Were you just mystified? Were you shocked? Like, what was your initial reaction? You can believe this out. I didn't give it. Because <laughs> <laughs> who's Rister Justice? Right, exactly. For those that uh, didn't catch the story, I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday or It was Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, we're supposed to have him on to talk about the weekend in baseball. He's MLB.com's Richard Justice. I guess he's written for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, maybe, or the Houston Chronicle. I believe both. Okay. So he's covered the he's covered the baseball beat for a long time. We're going to have him on. Um, and we did the whole first hour on the Warriors' style of basketball and right. how I don't, I don't particularly care for the three-point bomb show that they put on. Um, and the phone lines were lit. And coming out of the top of the second hour, which is the 7 o'clock hour here in New York, we had full phone lines to talk about the Warriors. So instead of just doing a U-turn and being like, okay, I know we were talking about that for an hour and everybody want, on hold wants to talk about it, but let's talk about baseball right now. I tried to uh, sew together a comparison. Right, because I, I would say for the listeners that don't know, when we book the guests, it's kind of like, okay, you could do this time, so we're going to do it. But there's a lot of nights where maybe we have great phone calls, a good topic going on. And in a way, you almost feel bad turning away from the calls to get to get to the guests. Because you got momentum. Right, because you have momentum. But there's also nights where you're sitting there and you have your guests maybe booked for a couple seconds later, and you're wishing you had that guest at the time because maybe the phone lines aren't as hot. And there's not a, So this is one of those situations where we just happen to have a guest and the phone lines were packed. It was a very unnatural break to right. then go into baseball because there was no huge baseball topic either. Right. So what I tried to do was set up why we're going to have him on. And it was going to be, well... People don't like the style of play from the Warriors. Is it a little bit like what is it a little bit like if you are a baseball team wanting two guys to walk and then a three run home run? Just trying to, you know, wait for the three run home run, right? That's, Turn that into a little tie in. And then I would have said to Richard Justice, Do you think that that's an apt comparison? And that's a good way to start the interview, then you get into the regular baseball. Maybe he would have said, No, that's stupid. Maybe he would have said, Yes, that's great. I didn't, whatever. And, ju- and so we went back and timed it. It was 88 seconds. It was 1 minute, 28 seconds. We came out of break, and then I set up that story, you know, and that comparison for a minute 28. Within that minute 28, Richard hung up. Unbelievable. And Joe's starting to call him back, doesn't know why he hung up. And that's a pa- – if you're Joe, that's a panic situation. You don't understand what's going on. You ha- and Especially when you've already had – it's one guy, thing with the whole – there's been many a times where a guest gets caught up in a meeting or something like that where I'm trying to call them yeah. and I have to get in your hey, we don't have him here. We're going to try to push it back to another segment. For him to have already been on the line and hung up, I mean, that's got to be utter. Like, what is going on? So, we, well, we just thought that it was a bad line. And right. Just disconnected. So now Joe's trying to call him back and he's not picking up. And for me, I'm looking at the clock and we're already midway into the second now. Uh, midway into the segment, <laughs> rather. Right? So you're not going to... You're not going to have him on to the back end of the segment. So I was just like, well, who cares? Let's just keep t- taking phone calls on this. And we had jammed lines. Everybody wanted to talk about the Warrior style of play. So it was fine. And then in commercial break, because we do this segment for about 12 or 13 minutes in commercial break, Joe then comes over onto the side and uh, to me on, on my side of the glass. And he's like, Richard won't come on. He, he, he's, <laughs> you kept him on too long. And I say, you got to be kidding me. 
for, are you serious? He goes, yeah. And, and he showed me the text message that it says something like, how dare you talk basketball or are you serious? And he was like, he only would respond via text. Right. He wasn't answering his phone calls. So, I mean, my whole point is I, I wouldn't have, I would not put Richard Justice on public blast unless he did this publicly, which is we had him booked. I promoted him. I'm teasing him on hold. Right. And for all the people that want to talk basketball, I'm sure there were baseball fans going, ah, you know what? I, I mean, I don't, maybe I'm not a big basketball guy. I'll hang in there for the baseball spot. And they're left hanging wondering what happened. We tweeted it out. Right. With his handle. And then suddenly he bails. If this had happened before the show, I would have never brought it up on the show. It's right. Not my, it's not, it's not a public thing, but. To to do this when he's been booked, when I'm promoting him, he's on hold. We tweeted it out. It's just such a low-rent move. It's the most low-rent, biggest baby move ever. And so I emailed him. And I, I said, you know, Joe, you don't worry about this. I'll email him. It's not Joe's fault. Right. I took too long to get to him, even though I don't think it was too long. I've been a guest on radio shows. I have waited up to 10, 12 minutes for the segment and for them to get through stuff. And I just realized it's part of the bit. It's part of this, right? They're going. They're going to promote you for you being on. So it's it's you worth be flexible feeling. in this right. industry. You, ha- I just, I, I don't understand people. Also, who the hell is Richard Justice? Right. If I had done this to Vin Scully, I could understand. Like, hey, you kept Vin on for a minute and a half. Uh, if it was Tom Verducci, Ken Rosenthal, I, I don't know. And th- even those guys would have held through. Richard Justice. I don't even know where he's worked outside of MLB.com. And I would say 99% of our listeners have never even noticed they've read a Richard Justice piece. I think that's all fair. I think I think it's all fair. Now, so to bail, so I sent him an email. I explained this. And I was diplomatic. And I said, hey, don't put this on Joe. He's a young producer. All right, this is on me. But this is what my point was. I was setting up a, a, a conversation that we were having so it didn't seem like we just dropped you out of nowhere. We, we gave you context. So I explained the whole thing. Um, I said also, don't put this on Joe, put this on me. I said, but there was a reason that I did it. And, uh, you know, I also said, and I've been in that situation, and I said, I think you need to be more flexible because I always feel. Ooh, drop that bomb on him. Yeah, I said, I, I've always felt like, uh, yes, sometimes it feels inconvenienced, but you understand that in this business, everybody needs everybody. So I said, I, I that's how I always approach this if I'm a guest on somebody else's show. And I said, and I'm sure I'll run into you in a press box or a radio show at some point in time, so I'll see you then or something like that. You gave him I'll see, I'll see you in the future kind of deal? No response, which is another low-rent move by Richard And he Justice. definitely gets, because the original times I've gotten Richard, it's been through email. Sure. So he definitely got it. Boy, I wonder if he's bad-mouthing you through the press boxes now, huh? I mean, go ahead. What are you going to say? That... This guy, this guy on national radio kept me waiting for a minute and a half. What, what would everybody else say? So? There's no defending him. There's no defending him. And I've had him on on the DA show. but with He's not even that good. I agree. <laughs> I, he's a fine MLB. If you need an MLB guy, he's there to talk. It, he fills your eight minutes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And quite frankly, I'm not really worried because something tells me I won't be having him on anymore now either because I'm team DA show. Well, as I said on the air, I think the show will survive. I think it will too. I, I think without Richard Justice for the for the duration of my career, I think we'll be okay. But you will see him in a press box. I can't wait. Later. I can't wait. so funny. He's also been around the block. Like if this was... But he does a lot of spots too. So you would think he'd be... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, come on. 
This isn't like his first right. But you know what? We find there's always something with the MLB guy and not the TV guy. Forget the TV guys for a sec. CJ or or any of these guys. There are a lot of like the local lot or even some reason baseball writers in general. Old cranky guys. Yeah. It, it's always something bothered. Never to this extreme. But I noticed, you know, not to get into details with other guys. You know, there's guys looking to get paid, you know, when you're basically, I, I hate to say it, you're a nobody that, you know, has a little expertise in baseball. You're looking to get paid to come on? Something about baseball? Yeah, for those that don't know, we don't pay any guests no, to come on. No, the whole deal is we'll pub their Twitter, we'll pub a piece they've written, and, you know, it gets our listeners to go check out their stuff, gives them a chance to get their voice out. So I don't know, this is a bad thing for Major League Baseball, <laughs> a sport that is already getting, like, the reputation of being an old man sport. I mean, think about it, these NBA finals, to be fair, through the first two games, have stunk, have been boring, but the ratings are still great, and the ratings are through the roof, and the NBA has passed baseball for the World Series. And lots of, baseball needs, you know, not these older guys to be dragging it down. They they need voices out there doing radio spots. This is ridiculous. Yeah, ba- baseball media is a weird thing. Um, there are really good young guys that are in it. Jeff Passan is one of the best, um, and he totally gets it, but he's young. You know, he's 35, 36 years old. Um, I know plenty of guys that are broadcasters or even writers that get it, but there's this generation of like 50 and 60 and 70 year olds that I think have been worn down by 162 days in a in a in a quiet press box, right? And in quiet clubhouses, and that grind, and also baseball is just so much slower. Like I just feel like basketball or football or even hockey, you're part of this giant adrenaline rush. You know, when we have football guys on, largely football guys are really energetic. Oh, they're pumped up. They can't wait for the next game to start. They tap into that, and baseball guys don't. That's why That's why we ha- we had Greg Amsinger on from MLB Network. One of our favorite spots we've done. Because he, he tapped into the energy and excitement of baseball. And, he sold baseball. And Nitkowski does the same thing. Right. But those guys stand out because it's so rare. And like a, a Richard Justice, I mean, are you bringing that much to the table to where you think you could be offended by being kept on hold for 90 seconds? And I told him in the email, yes, I might have waited 90 seconds to get to you, but I would have cut the interview 90 seconds shorter. I wasn't going to keep him on longer, longer. than we would have, he would have been on. So, I mean, just... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to paint with a broad stroke because maybe he's the only guy that would have done that, but... Have you ever had a guy bail on an interview because he's being kept on hold too long as he's getting introed? Not like we kept him on hold for two segments. He was getting introed. No, as a matter of fact, I could tell you honestly that day, the only day I worked last week was I did Tiki and Tierney while Mike Samter was out because it gave me the night to get ahead on my vacation. Jared Greenberg, our favorite on the show, one of our favorites, NBA guy, BT and Tiki, we're ready to have him on. They spoke for three minutes. Going back for breaking down the NBA stuff while Jared's on hold, setting him up. I timed it. It was three minutes because I even started to get a little panicky because I like Jared. I don't want to burn a bridge. He didn't say anything. Hung up after. Oh, thanks, dude. Anytime we discussed him coming in the studio later on. And that's a young guy, NBA guy. He was on hold for three minutes. Didn't care. And here's Richard Justice for 88 seconds. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, we're talking about 98 or 88 seconds or, or three minutes. To the normal listener, that sounds like nothing. Right. Nothing. Three minutes of your life, what's three minutes of your life? When you're on hold, okay, you know, those seconds tick off, and you're like, okay, when are you going to get to me? When are you going to get to me? But ultimately, you have to realize it's only three minutes of your life, and it's not a big deal. If it And if, if I, those three minutes are important, then don't say yes to coming on to begin exactly. with. Exactly. You obviously, either you have a window to come on or you don't. 
Right. That's right. I just, it's so funny because who is Richard Justice? Is that going to be the title of this Permission Reddit podcast? <laughs> who is Richard Justice? <laughs> Seriously. And, you know, for him not to even respond to my email. That's really got to be our opinion now. I mean, it, well, it, that's it, why it's fair game now on this podcast. It doesn't bother me. It just shows me who he is. If I was pissed off because I felt somebody inconvenienced me and I had bailed on them or I was bothered by them or I was frustrated by them, if they reached out to me personally and explained themselves, the very least I would do would be like, I appreciate the email. I still thought it was an inconvenience, but, you know, appreciate you reaching out. And At he, the very least. And he didn't even do that. I mean, now it's just like he's that bothered that he won't even respond to an email. It's just the most petulant, low-rent thing in this business. I can tell you're getting a lot off your chest. And something tells me all the <laughs> friends that you've gone to Syracuse with or anything, you're going to be dragging Richard Justice's <laughs> name through the mud at any dinner you go to or any occasion. It's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, I have friends in the industry that have accomplished a thousand thing, thousand times more than Richard Justice. And not because I'm their friend. I know how they would treat other people if they had to come on their radio show. And they'd be gracious and understanding and flexible. And this guy, I mean, it's so funny. And you know what's funny, too? If this was Steve Moralia booking this last year, I think we'd be more mad at Moralia than we are at Richard <laughs> Justice. But because it's Joe, we understand that this is all on Richard Justice. Probably true. So you're going to talk about Richard Justice with Joe? I have to get into it because I, I <laughs> this think... This is the Richard Justice this is the, podcast. Who is Richard Justice is the podcast. I think from me being a producer and being on the other end of guest stuff, I think it's important to peel back the curtain and kind of give the listeners a look into how you look at this and feel from a producer's perspective when it comes to booking guests. So knowing how <laughs> Joe gets all anxiety, I think this would be good to kind of talk producer talk with Joe. Joe just kept saying to me during commercial break, I'm so sorry, I'm so mortified. I'm so sorry. I go, Joe, this is not your fault. He goes, I'm, I'm just so embarrassed. I go, again, th this is not on you. He did everything correctly. Right. He booked him. He potted him up. He had the right phone number. You know, it was on time, everything. It's so not on him. I'm like, and I said, and also, who cares? Right. I mean. Well, you got to look at it from Joe, though. He's stepping in. That's the first time in. I know, but let's keep some perspective. If this was George Foreman on the day that Muhammad Ali passes away, then it's like, how did we blow that? Yeah. It's Richard Justice on the day after an NBA Finals game. Who cares? <laughs> Who is Richard Justice? <laughs> Before we wrap it real quick, I just want to give a gold star to a DA show member from oh, last okay. week. I actually listen. I got to listen to a lot of like the stuff podcasting I was doing. You're gonna laugh. Working out in the mornings in my vacation fitness centers or whatever. Working that poutine off. Trash Tuesday last week, which I was not a part of. Uh huh. Big Red Dennis stepping in and trashing just the beach because yeah. he gets sunburned. <laughs> yeah. For a guy who had never done Trash Tuesday, really sh thought his personality shine. I thought that was hysterical Trash Tuesday, and I think he should be commended for it. I would totally agree. He took something that uh, was a little outside the box, a little right, unconventional. Right, exactly. We usually trash annoying people or annoying situations. He, he trashed a thing in general. Right. Like a place he would go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but for like not for that reason. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. I thought it was very funny, and he yeah. should be commended. Gold star I, to him. And we never knew that Big Red had that much of a personality. I mean, a little bit off the air. Right, but he really shines through. I think I, I don't want to see who knows, who knows about Big Red's work ethic, but on the air wise, I think that you got a little hidden gem in Big Red. We might something yeah. to watch for in the future. He's a single A prospect right now. He's got some funny one liners in the newsroom too. Exactly, exactly. So he's a he's a I would say he's a radio prospect. <laughs> All right, see what he's got. Side B is coming up right now.
Welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show, joined by associate producer and pseudo last week uh, for two days, executive producer of the DA Show, Jolton Joe D'Aloisio. Joe, what's cooking, bud? What's up, Shawnee? Glad to have you back, bud. Uh, glad to be back. It's glad to have the batteries recharged. I'm refocused. I'm re-energized. Big summer ahead. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, let's jump into last week. As we go behind the scenes, you had two days. James Ward had two days. I'd like to pick James's uh, brain about his two days, but we're not here, so we're going to pick yours. Two th- away. I, uh, from afar, I probably shouldn't have, but I, you know, I can't stay away. I kept my eye on the DA show last week, uh, whether it was working out in the morning and going back to listening to whatever podcast on DA on CBS.com or following you bozos on Twitter. And there are a couple things I have to address with you. Okay. Number one. The Richard Justice situation. What a debacle. Okay, now Richard has been actually a good guest to me in the past. I've never truthfully had him on with DA. I've had him on with John Kincaid's filled in, when Chris Morris filled in. Those guys like Richard a lot. <laughs> that was last Tuesday night, I believe. Richard Justice, your first guest out of the gates, waited on hold, you would say, about two minutes and hung up and refused. And and this obviously you guys went over this on the show. DA not happy. DA not happy. I wasn't happy. We all know how I get. I'm very neurotic, nervous. I thought I kept myself very well composed. Okay. For the first, uh, what, four hours? That I, of my shift, I thought everything was, you know, I had my guests booked. I was ready to roll. Well, and- Joe, not to interrupt. As a producer, for those listening, uh, when it go. goes into producing, there's a lot. There's a lot more that goes into it probably that meets the eye. Some people from the outside go, oh, you guys just screen phone calls. You get a couple guests. Well, you know, obviously with DA, we do a lot of show planning uh, topics. You, there's a lot on your plate when working on the DA show. And I, I think I've come up with a... A good enough system, a good enough routine that I think you have kind of copied off of when you have to fill in, James as well. And I think everything works. But when it comes to booking guests, I feel the same way you would feel. When you get the guests out of the way and you know you have guests locked in and you have, you you know, we usually do a standard two guests a night on the DA show. It's a big relief. You feel like you could conquer anything in the producing scale because that stress of that, because that's the uncontrollable, right? When you when you screen calls, you can control that. Guys are calling. When you when you go to topics, there will always be topics out there. There will always be websites and stories, unless the internet's down. When you have to basically go buy a bunch of newspapers, but that stuff you can control. You can't control guests coming on because what if nobody answers you? Then you have to keep trying. What if somebody takes forever to answer you? What time do you go on to reaching out to somebody else? So when you actually get two guests confirmed. It's a huge relief. Huge relief. So you have Richard Justice as one of your guests confirmed. That's so a relief have, out of the way. I have Richard confirmed. I had him confirmed on Monday. So I'm going into Tuesday feeling great. Richard Justice and Scott Pollard, who was a great guest. Right. Okay. So we Scott Pollard got a lot of views on uh, the website. A lot of views. And if you didn't hear that interview, you should definitely check it out at DA on CBS.com. Anyway. Okay, pub so in his interviews. We get out of the 7 o'clock open, the mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Eastern open. I call Richard. There was a, about 15 seconds left in the open when I called him. And I told him the regular spiel. And I've had Richard on before. I do produce on the weekends here at CBS Sports Radio. So right. I've had him on before. I said, you know, thanks for coming on, Richard. I'm just going to put you on a brief hold and we'll get right back to you. Now. You said brief hold. Brief hold. I always say brief hold. Okay. Okay. DA was just resetting the first hour, which he does every time the the new hour comes or when, you know, we're, we have a guest coming up. He resets, and he was transitioning towards Major League Baseball talk. 
all of a sudden I see that Richard dropped. So I said, you know what? No big deal. Maybe his phone line, you know, crapped out. It Which happens. has happened. It, it happens. happens for exactly. Yes. So now I'm calling him. And it's ringing a few times, and then it goes to voicemail, which means he's sending it to voicemail. So now I'm saying, so, all right, either, you know, maybe some breaking news. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe something happened, okay? I then text Richard because he didn't call, he didn't answer about six of my phone calls in a row. He kept ringing. He just kept ringing. In a frantic panic. I'm just panicking now because I just got into DA's ear. I'm telling him, we got him. We got the guest. Let's get to the guest. And now we he's not there. So then I text him and I said, hey, Richard, are, are we still good for the spot? And his response, I mean, I was mortified. You could have imagined the look on my face. And when I told D.A. in his ear what Richard had said, D.A. was completely shocked. Now, you told D.A. in his ear while D.A. is speaking and doing a segment. Yeah. Cause and he, did his he, jaw drop a little bit? Kind of, yeah. And then D.A. told me not to answer him, but I had already responded. Oh, and you had sent me the screenshot, which, you know, probably is, I guess it's not illegal. You could screenshot anything you want on your phone. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing um, illegal. But so I was I was cracking up. That was a great way for me to start my vacation for a good laugh. I mean, I was just in utter shock because, like I said, I'm usually neurotic. I'm not calm at all. And I felt really good going into this show. And then all of a sudden— That's a curveball that never happens as a a producer. Never. And all of a sudden, now I'm like, my head's spinning, and DA could see it. DA's telling me, you got to calm down. (laughs) Everything's all right. This is not your fault. We got to regroup here. We got a Trash Tuesday coming up. Let's refocus. Everything's going to be okay. But, I mean, I was just— that it was a side swipe. I didn't expect that to happen. Da basically coaching the rookie quarterback through a you know a couple interceptions in the first half. There, it, it was brutal, but he got me through it. That's very funny. And you know what? He, I'd like to say because Richard has been a good guest to me in the past with other hosts, as I said. However, I will say that a lot of times when you give uh, guest times out of the top of the hour, you have the top of the hour update, then you have our open, and then Da is going to speak for a minute or so to get to that guest. So realistically, those guests don't get on until at least four minutes after the top of the hour. But when I book guests, I find it weird to tell guests like seven oh five. Exactly. I always just say I always say top, top of the, the hour. hour. It just it's an easier thing. Usually, too, to ensure that the guest is there, I will call them during the update and just tell them, okay, we're going to finish this update. We're going to come out of the open with you, and that's how I do it. So if I had called Richard just at the time, he would have been waiting even longer. You said you called with about twenty seconds left in that open. So that re- I really have no defense for Richard Justice in that spot. I mean, what you have to understand how radio works. And by the way, Richard's been on a, a bunch of radio spots. I don't know if he was having a bad day, real grumpy day. I don't know what's going on. You haven't heard from him since, correct? No, and I sent out a, an apology text message to Richard just explaining what had happened. Right. You know, that we were just resetting the hour. We were getting right to him once once he hung up. Actually, right when he hung up, we were about to get to him. And uh, I've yet to hear back. I know DA has reached out. I don't know if he has heard from him. But last time time I spoke to DA about the situation, he had said that he had yet to hear from him. So now I'm kind of nervous. Like, do I ever reach out to this guy again? I think you got to – I think you reach out to maybe next baseball season. I think he's done for the year. Do I change? I think my, he's on the DL for the year. Do I change my name when I reach out to him? Because like he <laughs> definitely, he hey, this definitely, is, this is Greg from CBS Sports Radio. Because let's be honest, like. Actually, you'd be surprised, but I don't think many of these people save our numbers. They're no, constantly getting messages each I, day. So, like, can I just be like, hey, this is Paul from CBS Sports Radio. Do you want to come on? Probably, unless he's red flagged your number now. Maybe he's blocked my number. Maybe that's why he didn't answer me. 
Boy, I mean, listen. Am I blocked by Richard Justice? You might be blocked by Richard Justice. And you know, normally I'd say you're crazy, but seeing how all this all went down, I don't think you're crazy. And Richard I, Justice doesn't like you. And I think, you know, I really think he dislikes me, especially after the D-Aliens went after him on Twitter. They were kind of ruthless. They were they were supporting us, but I mean, they had some, <laughs> kind, they had some interesting words, oh. to say the least. What was it? Joel and Kevin Tomic and all these guys were all, all the over classics, the place. all the classic D aliens. Oh yes. man, boy, that would have thrown me for a curve. So that threw you off for a curve. And you were okay after that, right? Your second guest came on. Yes, yeah, second guest was Scott Pollard. Gave us some great insight on the NBA Finals. Everything was great. Okay, and then you weren't there Wednesday and Thursday. James was there, and Friday. Uh, I don't know how things went, but I, I noticed one little glitch, and I'm going to put it on you. I was listening to the nine o'clock hour, the fo- or nine o'clock Eastern hour, the final hour of Friday's show. Because I wanted to get to the Waller segment with the uh, the rug cleaning. What okay. a disaster, by okay. the way. So be- before that was Five Minute Mothership. And I usually, I find the Friday 9 p.m. Eastern hour, 6 p.m. Pacific hour to be my favorite hour of the week. The show's wind down. We think it's got a real goofy. We just empty out the toolbox. Uh, anything goes. Don't lie. The only reason why that's your favorite hour of the week is because it's the last hour of the week, and then you enjoy your weekend. Well, Who sure, that has, something, that has something to do. That with has it. everything no, to do no, with no, it. No, no, that's not everything. I really do enjoy the content, not uh, the final hour of the Friday. But we do the five minute mothership. You guys do the five minute mothership, and Da tosses to a Bill Ryder clip about LeBron, and it fires off. And by the way, this wasn't a thirty second clip. The clip felt like it was at least a minute long. It was about fifty eight seconds. Fifty eight yeah. seconds long. Okay, and it's it's <laughs> Bill Ryder breaking down, meeting Vince Scully. I was be- and his whole thing about Vince Scully, and the whole intro Da threw to was about LeBron and coming out, and Da goes, and uh, you know, Bill spoke about uh, Vince Scully as that, well. That was totally on me. So that yep. was on you. So so you could we usually have the five minute mothership works for you guys who listen to the show. We pull a clip from each of the guests we have on, and we pull a clip from something, either something from Soundcheck that really sparked controversy, or maybe the cold open, the main topic of the day, and that's how we reset the show. As soon as the guests are done, we pull the interviews, we have to get them podcasted, and we usually ask DA, and we, we discuss, we have a conversation. I usually, as the producer, I'm sure you do too, write down some key things. They said, hey, I like this, and we have a discussion with DA, what are we going with? So by the time the 9 o'clock hour goes, DA has to be refreshed. We write on the screen, okay, we're going to this, uh, you know, Bill Ryder on this. But So what happened there? How did he go from thinking it was about LeBron to thinking this, to it being about Vince Scully? It was totally on me. I'm taking 100% blame here. Okay. The reason why I typed out the LeBron thing was because, like you said— we, So you typed the LeBron thing on the screen. I he typed, went absolutely, to Absolutely. I, I typed okay. it. I typed it on the screen. He read it off the screen like he was supposed to. It was the wrong cut. The reason why I had typed up LeBron is because while, we were po- while I was podcasting, the headline that we were sending to our digital team mm-hmm. was about LeBron and how if he doesn't win this NBA uh, finals, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mar his legacy. So I, it was a hot topic that night also. So I had LeBron on my mind. Even- but D.A. had previously told you, but let's use Vince Scully Absol- in the five-minute Oh, mothership. absolutely. And okay. I, actually, during during the break after the interview, I suggested, how about we use the Vince Scully for five-minute mothership? Because so I know the ball. I know D.A.'s a huge Vince Scully guy. And right. I, I completely dropped the ball on that one. So do you did that throw you into a, a total tizzy for the— No, because it was the 9 o'clock hour. Um, he just gave me a look, and I just said, yeah, that's my fault, big guy. So, All right. Now, a couple of things we're going to go over <laughs> real quick. Rapid fire. Uh, with you and James splitting the week and not having this, uh, for those who listen to the last segment of the week, we come out with Parliament Funkadelic playing, and the line or the regional replay is some of the best people or best uh, 
permission aboard the motherships of the week where people ask for permission aboard. We put those together and we document them what date and what time when we hear them as they're happening all week. So Friday we could put that together. How did that go? Perfectly fine. No you problems You and James whatsoever. had no problem coordinating the dates, times. You pulled it. You put it together. Everything was Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. Everything was normal, easy, no problems whatsoever. How did your epic fails come out? I didn't hear any of your epic fails. Uh, I thought they were okay. What were we your didn't epic have, fails? We didn't have uh, many funny like like things. So we ha- Yeah, we didn't have a, 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 a true funny moment. Did you so tap we had it, to dig a little bit. Did you tap into the throwback well at no, all? No, we, throw, we didn't throw back at okay. all. Um, James is... Fails. I know. I listened to them. They were actually real. They were better. They had a. They had funnier moments. Okay, but I mean, listen. You can't control the moments that happen in the show. You exactly. Take the show as we, they come. We made it happen. We don't though. dive on grenades here. Okay. We take the show. We take exactly. The moments as I they wasn't come. getting on the mic and uh, diving diving in on one. You know. Okay. All right. So overall, you were pleased with your performance. I thought so. Like I said, compared to the last time I produced, I thought I was very uh, calm and collective, and I, I controlled the pace of the show pretty well. Did you guys talk about me at all? Yeah. DA actually on Friday, I believe he said that uh, when he was thanking the, the crew, the Friday night crew, he also thanked all, everybody all week who stepped up and said, you know, we didn't miss a beat without Sean. So you guys think you could Wally pit me? Maybe. Maybe. You, you think you would be just fine taking my spot and kicking me to the curb? I would never want to do that to you. No, come at me, Joe. Go ahead. Tell me. No, tell me I'm like being honest. I, I I don't want to do that to you, Sean, but... uh. Like I said, like oh, DA you call me said, Sean. you call me by my first name now. You're getting serious. Yes, uh, this is a serious topic. Um, like DA said, we were fine without you. Interesting. So that just means that you better have yourself a good week because oh. you're easily replaceable. Well, like we mentioned last week with the Lombardi tactics, and maybe we shouldn't have mentioned it with DA, who always likes to come after the guys after a week off, or he's been out a week. I got to be on my toes this week. He's, but he's coming in hot this he's week. He's coming in hot. But he did say he may have to change his philosophy, so I don't know what's coming at me this he week. He may be real loose tonight, but we may get a crack of the whip midweek. Yeah, oh, that's he de- exactly. Monday, lonely to sleep. Pull a, you know, Muhammad Ali, pull a little rope a dope, okay? He's going to lull me to sleep. Wednesday, I'm getting knocked out. I'm getting TKO'd. Something's going wrong, and I'm going to hear about it. You know, you got to be on your game. As long as I'm not here. I don't know what's coming out of DA this week, but i got to be on my toes, come back for vacation, because he's going to test me. Like a, like a rookie cornerback. Test me early and often. Absolutely. Especially after his comments when we ended the shows last week, man. He was very pleased. Yeah. Well, you know what else, too? Later in the week, DA will be working on an ISDN line. He's got an event up in Boston on Thursday or Friday. That's a moment we got to stay on our toes. That's a big time I'll moment. tell you a quick story. A few years ago, a couple years ago, we're doing the overnights. Okay? Peel back the curtain for the listeners. Myself and Kenny Brock, who now you hate when we bring Here up we Kenny. Go. DA is doing a show. I love Kenny. True story. It's funny to look. It wasn't funny at the moment. It's funny to look back now because you can laugh at these things afterwards. DA is doing a show from Kansas City. He had another event. He, you know, he used to work in Kansas City. Overnight, the whole deal. The timing and the clock got so thrown off where DA's clock was either like a minute behind or something like that. He thought we had a lot more time at the end than we did. DA takes a call or something like that, and we're basically he's not in front of us to tell him, tell him like, don't do that, don't do that. We're gonna end. And basically, he runs out of time with this caller. We have to play the back time. And he doesn't get a time to thank the Kansas City Station for allowing them to be there. That, you know, that's part of the deal. You know, they, if they're allowing you to do the show from there, you want to thank them. You want to go through the whole thing. So we're a year into the DA show or whatever it is. And he's doing this remote. And the remotes could be a little... You know how you're dealing with Very it. Difficult. They're very difficult. I have to deal with them every weekend. When the host is not in front of you and he's down, basically an ISDN line is almost like a phone line with, you know, like an internet connection, if you will. When they're not there and you know, I can't wave to them, get my hand signals a little rough. 
So this whole thing ends. All right, you know, a little rocky ending there. Sorry, D. We're thinking like, all right, you're going to skate three. Mistakes happen. He calls us, me and, DA, me, DA, and Kenny have a little phone conference. He was furious with me and Kenny for not giving him a, a better update on the time and a better way to handle it, you know, saying, you know, the whole bit was screwed up there. He couldn't thank the station. He's, he was embarrassed. He really let me and Kenny have it. And me and Kenny as young producers at the time, I still are, but we're you know, really inexperienced. We really, it, it sat with us all weekend. It basically, I think it was on a Friday. It, like, ruined our entire weekend. I'm team, so, I'm team DA on that one, though, so. Okay, fair enough. And, you know, my... Get in the guy's ear. Typical me trying to put put blame on... Because you know me, I can't take the blame. Put blame anywhere not. else. I'm blaming DA for doing the remote to begin. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you going to Kansas City for? Just sit here in front of us. It would have never happened right. if he was here. Right, so that was the excuse I played at the time. So knowing that that's coming up at the end of this week, you mentioned Wednesday, I got to take that experience and put it on James and put it on you. Let's be on top of DA and the clock to begin with because that's where DA could come headhunting later on and throw a fastball up at our head here. We don't need any of that. We don't need any of that. So be on the lookout for that later on the week of the DA show. Make sure I'm on my toes. All right, Joe, I know we got to get done taping. You got to go do a CBS Sports Minute. I got to eat my dinner. Good job filling filling in for me. When do you not have to eat? It's time to eat. Got to eat the meat to be the meat, right? Of course. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Joe. You can follow you on Twitter at JoeDCBS. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. Have a great week, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.